Sweaty, you've been working this moment for a long time. And no! <laughs> I get all of them. You got all of them. <laughs> I get all of them. You've been working this moment for a long time, man. It seems like you relax. Give us, give us the feeling. How is oh, yeah, it right man. now? I'm enjoying you guys. You know, it, it, it was a little transition coming from the Smart Promotions up here. I'm enjoying you guys now. You're enjoying me back. We're having fun, and it's only going to add. It only turns over to a good performance. When you're having a good time, you know, it turns over to a good, uh, good performance. Eddie, you made the comment in the lead up to this fight about 150 sparring sessions or something like that. Can you explain? 150 plus. What, so what exactly are you defining as a sparring session? Live sparring. Live sparring. Full out. Uh, uh, different partners every time. We don't take minute rest. We take 30 second rest. And um, that's, how, that's how we prepare. That, that, that's... Uh, that's what goes into our training, and that's how we get ready for this dance going on. What, sir, what do you feel you had different results than others who have cited overtraining? Is there something specific about your camp and coaches that you feel it's a benefit? The more sparring, the better. Yeah. I mean, uh, hey, anybody knows if, if, you're, if you're passionate about something, you love something, the more you do it, the better you get. People who talk about overtraining or overdoing something are people who ain't passionate about what they do. When you go to bed late and you wake up early, that's someone who loves what they do. And you need to be like that about fighting in order to be at the top. Uh, if you're talking about overtraining, you need to get out the game. Hey, when you see some on Twitter about uh, your last two performances and how they weren't the most exciting, and people criticized you, and you see that, have they forgotten that you've been a part of some of the most exciting fights maybe in the history of MMA? Are they, are they forgotten already? I don't, I don't know if people have forgotten, but I don't even know if people have ever seen what I've done in the past. And, and it, it really, there's, it doesn't matter. What's done is done. Uh, whether I did it uh, last week or whether a year ago, what's done is done. What's, a, what, what's important is the time is now. And um, it's important to keep changing. When people think I'm a brawler, I come in intelligent. When people think I'm fighting intelligent and safe, I come in brawling. I keep people thinking, keep people uh, guessing. That, that's what the game's about. Frankie Edgar's obviously fighting at 200 at the same time as he. How good was it? for you to have the ability to train with them and both you sort of having them fight around at the same time. Unbelievable. I think we were like kids again, man. It was like it was like I was my first MMA fight, uh, training for my first MMA fight. The, the uh, competitiveness in the room, me, Edson, uh, Marlon, Frankie, and the whole crew. Uh, the competitiveness in the room is high, uh, the stakes are high, and everybody's excited. Um, it was one of the best training camps I've ever been involved in. You had trained there previously, but was being back in Philadelphia part of the rejuvenating process for you? Absolutely. Uh, just being around my wife and kids on a daily basis, it, it gives me a break in my day. Uh, when I was out in Florida by myself, it was, uh, I think it was like too, too much. It was fighting all day long. I had nothing to look forward to. Couldn't lay in the pool, have my kids uh, smack me in the head to wake me up in the morning. I, I just, there was a lot of normal things that went on that just were taken away from me. And uh, they get uh, weighed on me a little bit. And now, now I can act like a normal person. I think, I think you need to be at peace to go to war. And I think in order for peace, you need, a, you need some war. So they need each other. You've been considered the best guy in the world in your weight class at certain points in your career, but what would it mean to have the UFC letters behind that uh, thought? That's everything, man. That's 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 what I, uh, since eight years old, walking down the street with four boxing gloves in my hand, knocking for a friend to maybe someone could fight me. Uh, that's that's what this has grown to. Uh, really young kid, just wanting to fight, wanting to be competitive, and now we're here, 32 years old. I always said this is a marathon, not a sprint. And I'm willing to wait my turn, and now's my turn, and we're going to take that belt home. What about the mindset of Mark Henry and the coaching that you get is going to allow you to implement a strategy to take home the gold? Mark's incredible. He don't want no credit. Uh, that's the great thing about him. He stays humble. He's just like the fighters he trains. Uh, humble, 
works hard, keeps his head down, and he's the brains behind the whole operation. When I get this belt on uh, on on Thursday, uh, most of it will be uh, because of Mark Henry and because of his brains and intelligence behind this vessel going out there and just doing what he says. Andy, Will Brooks has mentioned you uh, recently in a few interviews. Is he a guy that, that's on your list? Is he a guy that you think you'll run into down the road? No, I don't care about Will Brooks. Next question. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about RDA. How do you see him, obviously, as the champion? Do you see him as a, as a guy who's dangerous and dominant in that cage? A lot of people are saying he might be one of the best guys you know, in the UFC with the skill set that he has and the experience that he has. I agree. Um, RDA is a dangerous, dangerous opponent, great competitor. He's done amazing things. I, you can't deny what he's done. He's, and, and he's done it against top competition. I look up to him. I think he's a great, great opponent. But there, I'm the best lightweight in this division. And I'm here, and this is my time. And regardless of what he's done in the past, he hasn't fought me yet. He has not fought a guy like me, has not fought a style like me. And the guys who have beaten him were, were, were versions of me, just not as good. You've said that RDA has a style that could bring out the best in your style. I mean, what is it about him that you, know, you think lines up to make this be the same place? I think it's his aggressiveness. Um, I think when I was beaten in the past, most of the times I was beaten, I was beaten with intelligence. When guys got aggressive with me, it just got bad for him. So uh, he's one of them guys who are aggressive, he's mean, he likes to come out and, and get in your face and show you who's boss. And um, I'm just not the guy to poke at and do that to. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to being in that and, and enjoying this fight. A lot of people say he's the best pressure fighter in MMA. Would you, what would your response to that say? I don't know. Maybe, maybe so. Doesn't matter. Uh, this isn't his dance. I didn't come here to do what RDA wants to do. He's going to dance my dance, we're going to fight my fight, and I'll be the boss on uh, Thursday night, and uh, I'll come home with that belt. Do you have a backup plan? If he doesn't dance, he dance. I mean, obviously, it, it looks like he will, but if he doesn't come out there and doesn't push the action against you and does sort of take the road that a lot of other fighters have against you, do you have a backup plan? How will you deal with, deal with that? My number one asset is my ability to adapt. Um, you guys see me. I've been, I fought with a with a damn near broken leg, um, I fought with closed eyes, broken orbitals, fought full rounds all the way out. I've gotten knocked out 10 seconds into a fight and fought five, five minute rounds. I, I have the ability to adapt under terrible situations, under different situations, I can fight different fighters. Um, when the time comes, I'll adapt and uh, trust my instincts and I'll do what I have to do. What will you do, Eddie, with that extra time getting away in first thing Wednesday morning and you don't have that whole day to have to wait to step onto a scale? What do those added hours do for you? Is there more time to relax? Do you get to do anything meaningful with that time? Yeah, how cool is that, man? We, you know, uh, USADA stepped up big time. Uh, we're getting another eight hours, maybe another 25% of recovery time added on to the athlete's time. It's, it's incredible. The things USADA's done, with the sport and the small amount of time they've been there has been nothing short of incredible and uh, I'm so, so happy that they're involved. I, I pride myself on being drug free, I've always been that way, I tell my kids the same thing and um, they've done nothing but good for the sport and I hope that it continues.